Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God for our meditation this morning is a portion of today's gospel from John chapter 10. We hear again verses 27 and 28. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. This is the word of our God. In the name of Jesus Christ, our good shepherd, my dear fellow sheep. Safety and security are a big deal these days. Would you agree with that? Didn't always used to be that way. When I was a kid, cars had basically one safety feature, seat belts, which we did not always wear. I have fond memories of lying in the back window well of my parents' gigantic 1970s vintage Chevy sedan, playing with my matchbox cars as they tooled down the highway at about 75 or 80 miles an hour. And by the way, both of them were smoking in the front seat and just those little triangle windows up there uh, to provide any ventilation. I should add, I'm not criticizing my parents for this behavior. This is just what people did. I have to add that because my mom listens to these sermons, so I have to make sure she understands that. Now think about today. Cars are packed with safety features. Seat belts are, are the law, including child safety seats, right? And all those many safety features, like all kinds of airbags and, and lane departure warning and blind spot detection and rear-facing cameras and all those different things. A lot of people wouldn't even think of buying a car unless it had a five-star safety rating. Again, when I was a kid, if you wanted to go and visit a school, well, you just walked right through the front door into the school, right? Nowadays, you have to walk through basically a security checkpoint. Uh, you have to sign in. You have to prove your identity. You have to be let into the building. You've got to put on that visitor's badge. And this whole exchange takes place under the watchful eye of cameras. The nuclear attack drills that you did in the 50s, remember duck and cover, those have been replaced these days by active shooter training, right? In fact, I did a little research and found out that school security is a $3 billion a year industry in the United States. Now, of course, all of these are in lots of ways wonderful improvements. Certainly a lot of lives have been saved. There's a lot greater safety on the highways and in our schools. But at the same time, these things don't guarantee our safety, do they? On average, about 40,000 people still die on American highways every single year. And in 2017, there were 30 active shooter incidents resulting in 183 fatalities. No matter how safe and secure we may think we are, no matter how great our know-how in that regard is, this world remains a dangerous, dangerous place. At the same time, my dear friends, there is nobody in the world safer than we are. We are Jesus' sheep. And so we are safe and secure in our shepherd's arms. He does so much all the time to make us safe. He soothes us with his comforting voice. 
He guides us with his perfect leadership, and he gives us the blessing of eternal life. Now, Scripture is filled with sheep and shepherd imagery. It's all over the place in Scripture. Without question, the most famous example is the psalm we sang together just a little while ago, the 23rd Psalm. Probably a close second is John chapter 10, which some refer to as the Good Shepherd chapter, and the text before us. And the first thing we hear about in our text is Jesus saying, My sheep, listen to my voice. That is a characteristic of sheep. They tend to listen to the voice of one shepherd. They become attuned to that voice and won't listen to any other voices. And it's only when perhaps that sheep is out of earshot and can't hear his shepherd's voice or he's distracted by something and isn't really listening to it that a sheep will wander off and get himself into all kinds of trouble. Now, of course, all of this is true for us believers. We have become attuned to the voice of one shepherd, right? Our Lord Jesus Christ. And we listen to that voice as he speaks to us in his word. Except when we don't. Sometimes we're just not listening to our shepherd's voice. Sometimes we become distracted. Sometimes our attention wavers. And that, just like natural sheep, is when we get ourselves into all kinds of trouble. Because, of course, if we're not listening to our shepherd's voice, then other voices are going to take his place. And so sometimes we listen to false shepherds. We listen to the smooth voice of the devil as he whispers in our ears, Come on, a little sin isn't going to hurt you. Go ahead and gossip about your neighbor. It'll make you feel better about yourself. The world speaks up. Sounds so reasonable. Everybody's doing it. You should do it too. Go ahead and lie about your kid's age. Get them into that movie a little bit cheaper. And use your friend's password so you don't have to pay for an account. And maybe add a little bit of damage to that insurance report on your car so that you can get a few extra things fixed. Because after all, that's a great big insurance company. They've got deep pockets. You're not going to hurt them. They're never going to hear it. And we listen to those kinds of things. Our own sinful flesh, of course, also wants to have its say. It says, you know, you spend so much time caring for and looking out for other people. You really need to take better care of yourself. Enough of this selflessness and service stuff. You need to take care of you. You need to do something nice for yourself. And so we focus more on ourselves and less on serving others. And you know what? When these voices speak to us and we listen, then we become the fulfillment uh, of Isaiah's words. He said, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. We wandering sheep, left on our own, get into big, big trouble. Trouble so big that we can't possibly get ourselves out. But then comes the voice again. Then comes the call of our good shepherd. Then Jesus comes to the rescue of his sheep. Think of what he did. He came into our world. He entered our history. He took on our flesh and became like one of us. And then he lived and he died and he rose to save us. He did everything that was necessary to rescue us wandering sheep. And now that same shepherd who rescued us speaks to us with his soothing voice. When we are weak and worn out, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
when fear grips our hearts, he says, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. When life in this evil and disappointing and sin-filled world just seems like it's too much to bear anymore, he says, Take heart. I've overcome the world. And when the weight of our own guilt is, is crushing your conscience, he comes and he says, Take heart. Your sins are forgiven. And when the end of life comes, he assures us, I am the resurrection and the life. What a soothing voice. What comfort it gives to our trembling hearts. May we never tire of hearing it, reading it, learning it, and taking it to heart. Of course, shepherds don't just use their voices, they also lead. They lead the sheep to uh, good grass and clean water. They lead the sheep away from danger like packs of wolves and dangerous cliffs. And when bad weather comes, they lead the sheep to shelter and to a place of safety. Now, yes, they do use their voices to lead the sheep in this way, but not just their voices. Sometimes they have to use the rod and the staff and the shepherd's crook uh, to poke at the sheep, to prod them in the right direction, to pull them out of trouble, and to keep them on the right path. Our Good Shepherd does exactly that for us. His leadership is perfect. Why? Because he knows us so well. He says, I know them and they follow me. Now, we might think all sheep are the same. Well, to a certain extent that's true. All sheep are prone to wandering and getting into trouble. They're, they're pretty much naturally helpless. They can't defend themselves. At the same time, sheep are different. They have different needs. One sheep might be a little bit more stubborn than the next. Another one, a little more independent. Another one really responds to the voice of the shepherd. And then there's that sheep that just needs a little wrap on top of the head to get its attention and get it going in the right way. A good shepherd knows this about his sheep and he leads them individually. He gives each sheep exactly what it needs. And so does our good shepherd. He knows us. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. He knows the thoughts of our hearts and minds. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our strengths. He knows our gifts and abilities. He knows our sin. He even says he knows the very number of hairs on our head. He knows how much we can take. He knows when we will break. And it's amazing, my friends, even though our shepherd knows us sheep so well, even though he knows the depth of our natural depravity, he still loves us and leads us, giving to each one of us exactly what we need at exactly the right time. Perhaps a health problem to remind us that we're not going to live forever and to help us focus on eternity. Maybe a financial challenge so that we realize that we can't provide for ourselves. We need to rely on our shepherd to provide that daily bread. Maybe it's a broken relationship so that we cling to his promise that he is with us always and that we are never alone. And when we're down in the dumps, when things are not going well, when we're walking through that valley of the shadow of death, our shepherd gives us little glimpses of hope to sustain us. A kind word or a visit from a dear friend. The encouragement of a family member. Uh, an unexpected gift or financial blessing. Our shepherd loves us she sheep so very dearly. He gives us exactly what we need, exactly when we need it. And all the while, 
He's sharpening our ears to listen to his voice and focusing our eyes on his cross in his empty tomb and directing our feet on the path that leads to eternal peace. We've never had a better leader. We can follow his lead with confidence because no one knows us better or loves us more. He will never lead us astray. In fact, he will lead us safely all the way to eternal life. Listen to what he says in his own voice. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. I want you to note carefully what our shepherd says. He says, I give them eternal life. I know we know this very well, but it's worth repeating. Salvation, eternal eternal life, forgiveness. These are not things that we can merit or earn or deserve on our own. No, they are won for us by our Lord Jesus, by his perfect life and innocent death, sealed and secured by his glorious resurrection on the third day. Let me ask you this. How often do you think about death? If you're under the age of 20, probably not very often because, of course, you're invincible. And when you get over the age of 20, into your 30s, into your 40s and 50s, and things on your body start falling apart, you begin to think about your own mortality just a little bit more. And when you're in your 70s and 80s and even 90s, you maybe think about it a little bit more than you'd, be, you'd want to admit. Death is never going to win. Death will never gain the victory over us because Jesus has defanged death. He's taken the stinger out of death. He did that by his glorious resurrection. Listen to what he says. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. Jesus willingly laid down his life to pay for our sins and then took it back again in glory and power on the third day. And because he did that, every promise he has made to us comes true. We are forgiven. We have eternal life. We will never perish. And I love this. No one can snatch us out of the shepherd's hands. Not sin, not Satan, not death, nothing. Paul's beautiful words to the Romans come to mind. I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No, we're going to live with him in perfect, eternal peace and security. As the beautiful words of the 23rd Psalm remind us, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And here's another comfort, my friends. Your Christian loved ones who have died in the Lord are already enjoying, enjoying the perfect peace of that holy house. No more sin or sorrow, no more hunger or thirst, no more death or mourning or crying or pain. Nothing but perfect peace and rest, nothing but indescribable joy and happiness with all of God's saints, with the Good Shepherd himself, a life to the full that will never, ever end. And yes, my friends, that same eternal peace and security and safety is ours too. I mentioned before that Scripture is filled with shepherd and sheep imagery. shouldn't surprise us then that Christian artwork is also filled with shepherd and sheep imagery. Christian artists have portrayed our good shepherd in a number of different ways, in, in paintings, in sculptures, in stained glass, in poetry, and in prose. Uh, Paul, would you show that picture, please? 
Thank you. Lots of images out there of the Good Shepherd. I, I found this one, and I, I like this one a lot. And I guess the reason I like this image a lot is because of its simplicity, because of its simple message. It's just Jesus, the Good Shepherd, and in his arms, held tightly, a helpless little lamb. My friends, that lamb is you. That lamb is me. We are safe and secure in our shepherd's arms. And that is never, ever going to change. Thanks be to God. Amen.